The topic that has been given today is harmony of four yogas for harmony and peace. First of all, let us see what is yoga. Normally, many people have got um, yoga is becoming, of course, very popular. And uh, we are very proud that the Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi, proposed in the United Nations last year that the there should be International Yoga Day on 21st of June. And unanimously it has been accepted. And uh, it's a strange coincidence that the news came on 12th December. It was made public on 12th December 2014 that International Yoga Day will be observed by United Nations and by the whole world and that was a declaration by the United Nations that declaration came on 12th of December 2014 and so it was a great thing because the Prime Minister of India had proposed it and it was for the first time that within a few months that was accepted it has been never been done like that normally a proposal needs to be passed through it so many countries they may oppose or they may favor it takes a few years but here it only took a few months for getting the unanimous uh, agreement that yes, this International Yoga Day should be observed. And so that is a very big step forward for the whole world, which is now suffering from depression, for tension, all types of tension and then ill health and all types of problems, particularly psychic in nature and so many books coming out on suicide, on psychic, on psychic problems. It is in this background that the observation of International Yoga Day is very makes a very important thing and uh, it's a great coincidence that on 12th December 2014 this was this announcement came and at that on that very day on 12th December I was with the Prime Minister of India uh, basically for the he was releasing a book by Arunima Sinha which was published by Penguin Born Again on the Mountain. It is the autobiography of Arunima Sinha. She was going through a, a going from Lucknow to Delhi by train at midnight. The decoits came and started snatching away things from all of them. And then they wanted to snatch the golden chain and she refused to give. And then the decoits, they threw her out of the running train. She collided with another running train which was on parallel track going. She collided with that. Her left leg was cut. And then whole night she was screaming and then next day she was brought to the hospital and there was no anesthesia. So she told you please take carry out operation without anesthesia. Then she was shifted to Ames and Delhi for four months they were there. And then the allegation was put by the political parties in order to save. Uh, it became a political issue and it was told that she was trying to commit suicide. Then she felt very bad. She did not feel so bad that her left leg was cut and she has become helpless. But much more, that was very painful for her. And so she said, she told the media people, no, no, I am not telling a lie, but nobody believed her. So she said, okay, with this left leg, with the left leg, with the artificial leg and right leg also there were rods and there are rods. She said, I will, I will go to Mount Everest and create the world record. And then... On 21st May 2013, she became the first female amputee of the whole world to climb Mount Everest and created the world record. And now she has got Padma Sri, she has got many other awards. Recently, she got also the Tenzin Norge Award. Before going to Mount Everest, she had come to Baroda, the place where Swami Vivekan himself has stayed. Before going to America, Swamiji had travelled all over the country 
and he spent a max, uh, spent a large amount of time in Gujarat, and uh, in that connection, he came to Baroda. He stayed in that same historic Dalara bungalow, and that bungalow was handed over by the government of Gujarat, that time Chief Minister Narendra Modi, to Ramakrishna Mission for converting to befitting memorial of Swami Vivekananda. We are staying there. We have got our meditation room, library and all that. And many people come here for inspiration because the vibrations of Swamiji are there. So somewhere, some so Arunima Sina was told that here are the good vibrations. So she came to me and she wanted blessing. I said, you take the blessings of Swami Vivekananda. I gave her the photograph of Swami Vivekananda, Sri Ramakrishna Sardha Devi and then I gave her the books of Swami Vivekananda and that photograph became her energy capsule and then she conquered Mount Everest. There were so many, of course, lot of difficulties, lot of setbacks, but she conquered Mount Everest. So that book telling her autobiography has been published by Penguin. The name of the book is The Born Again on the Mountain. And that was released by the Prime Minister of India on 12 December 2014. That is why I was with him. And we spent about 20 minutes and I was the first to congratulate him making uh, this International Yoga Day on 21st June, that declaration. So, it's very nice that uh, your International Yoga Day is being observed by, the, by now all over the world and millions of people are now joining this movement. But at this, and, and it's very important and very nice and uh, it's a great thing. But at the same time, we have, to, we have to remember that yoga does not mean only yoga sana. So we have to make the difference. Normally yoga, uh, people think yes, yes, yoga is very important for physical health and I also am doing yoga sana. No harm in that, rather it is good because in our scriptures it is told that health is very important. So for physical health, if you do some physical asanas, that's commendable, nothing wrong in that. But that is not the whole of yoga. That we have to remember. Shariram Adhyam Khaludharma Sadhanam. This body is an instrument for our spiritual practices. So it has to be kept healthy. It has to be kept fit. For that if you are doing yogasana, nothing wrong in that. It's commendable. But yoga means only yogasana. That concept has to be removed. Most of the many people have got that wrong understanding that yoga means doing some yogasana. Yogasana is only a very small part of yoga. So what is yoga? Yoga has come from the Sanskrit word yuj. Yuj means to unite. Union between the individual self and the supreme self is yoga. That is the ultimate thing. Union between the individual self and the supreme self. Atma or Paramatma Bish ka milan uska naam hai yog. Yog kisko bolte hai bhai do or do ka yog karo to. Hindi mein bolte hai do or do ka yog karo. That's just add two plus two. To hum kya bolte hai do or do ka add karo. So when the Atman and Paramatma become one, individual self and the supreme self become one, that is yoga. Even in Latin also there is a word that is also yog. Y-O-K-E. To yoke also means to unite. From yoke also this yoga comes. And from yuge also, Sanskrit word also yoga comes. Yoga means union. Union of the supreme self with the individual self. So this is based on Vedanta philosophy. 
Vedanta says inside every human being there is a supreme self, Atman, repository of infinite knowledge, infinite bliss and its very nature is Satchit Ananda. That is existence, knowledge and bliss absolute. That is the nature of the soul or the Atman and this Atman is inside every human being irrespective of caste, creed, color, religion, nationality. So this is why it is told in Kathopanishad, Esha Sarveshu Bhuteshu Gulo Atma Na Prakashate Dishyate Tvagraya Buddhya Shukshmaya Shukshma Darshivi Inside every human being is that supreme self that is the nature is absolute existence, knowledge and bliss. At present, we are not able to feel that because there is a covering, a screen hiding the reality. So the aim of human life is to remove this screen. And when the screen is removed, then yoga takes place. Yoga between individual self and the supreme self. We do not have to import supreme self. It is already there. Only thing is that we have forgotten about it. So this ignorance, this screen of ignorance has to be removed. And how this screen of ignorance can be removed? The real purpose of human life, as opposed to all the other species in this living in this earth, According to the scriptures, Indian scriptures, there are 84,840,000 species. But according to the modern science, there are uh, 1,250,000 uh, species. So the difference is not much, whatever it is. But out of those species, only the human being has got the potentiality to have this yoga between individual self and the supreme self. Not that this self is not there in other animals and birds and other species, but the capacity of uniting these two is lies only with the human being and that is the purpose of life. The, the purpose of every human being is to have this union, to have this yoga. Yoga is compulsory for all. It's compulsory for all. What is that yoga? yoga between individual self and the supreme self. You will say, I don't want yoga. Then why should I go for it? Everybody wants it. Because what is yoga? Yoga is union between the supreme self and the individual self. What is the supreme self? Nature, existence, knowledge and bliss. Anyone wants, any you ask any person, even a small baby, what do you want? Happiness or misery? The baby will reply, I want happiness. Because the very nature of each and every human being is, basic nature is bliss, ananda. Bliss, happiness. Then, we want to learn more and more. That means we want knowledge. Why? Because our very nature is knowledge. And we all want to live forever. We don't want to die. All of us want to be mortal. Why? Because our nature is immortal. So, 
nobody can say that i don't want this yoga everybody is seeking yoga only thing they think that this happiness lies in the latest model ferrari car or latest model mercedes benz car bench car that's all or latest model mobile or latest model mobile only thing is that they are searching for the same happiness in some other thing but everybody wants happiness why because we want yoga we want to be united with supreme self we want to be united with happiness we want to be united with immortality with existence and we want to be united with knowledge so that is a, because it is our true nature so yoga is compulsory for all and we are all trying to get this yoga only thing that we are trying in a wrong direction or a wrong place that's all but we are all going for yoga now this yoga this covering of ignorance has to be removed it's a negative thing we don't have to do anything we don't have to import the supreme self it is already there only we have forgotten about it so that screen of ignorance has to be removed how can this be removed there are four methods basically by which it can be removed so swami vivekan gives the gist of the whole of vedanta philosophy in one small paragraph in his book called raj yoga each soul is potentially divine the goal of human life is to manifest this divinity within by controlling nature external and internal do this either by work or worship or psychic control of philosophy by one or more or all of these and be free this is the whole of religion dogmas rituals worships temples churches mosques are but secondary details so this is the purpose of life to manifest the divinity within how by controlling nature external and internal how this can be done by four yogas raj yoga bhakti yoga gyan yoga and karma yoga what is raj yoga raj yoga has been told by patanjali patanjali yoga sutras are there raj yoga consists of eight eight steps yama niyama asana pranayam pratyahar dharana dhyan and samadhi yama again consists of five things satya asteya brahmacharya aparigrah ahinsa satya means truth asteya non covetousness brahmacharya continuous aparigrah non covetousness and that is asteya is non stealing and ahinsa non violence so these are the five universal values universal values that is called yama and niyam is shauch there are also five shauch purity santosh contentment tap austerity swadhyay study ishwar pranidhan surrender to god these five yama five niyama are the foundation universal values on which this whole raj yoga is to be built up asana pranayam pratyahar dharana dhyan and ultimate is samadhi it is in samadhi state that the individual self and the supreme self they merge with each other and that is real yoga that is raj yoga then gyan yoga gyan yoga is trying to understand our true nature chidanand rupa shivoham shivoham i am existence knowledge bliss absolute that is removing the ignorance what is my true nature that is shravan manan nididhyasan first learn about the reality think about it analyze it and then meditate on it that is the process of gyan yoga for example we think who am i 
am I this body? No. I say, today my body is very much aching. There is so much pain in my body. That means my body and I are different. So I have a body. I am not the body. Then am I the mind? No, today my mind is not good. So I am not the mind. Am I the ego? No, I have got... No, you, my ego is very strong. Don't talk to me, otherwise I will show you. My ego is very strong. That means I am not the ego. Then, who am I? I am not the body, I am not the mind, I am not the ego. Then who am I? Am I the intellect? No, my intellect is not working today. So I am not the intellect. Then who am I? I am beyond all this. That is the supreme reality. Chidananda Rupa Shivoham Shivoham. I am neither the mind, nor the ego, nor the intellect. Beyond all this, I am the supreme self. And my very nature is Satchitananda. That is Gyan Yoga. Trying to analyze what is my true nature. Who am I? Know thyself. That is what Socrates said. He learnt it from our Indian speciality. So that is Gyan Yoga. Third is Bhakti Yoga. Bhakti Yoga is a religion of love. Everyone wants to love and want to receive love and want to give love. But how much? In the world, we can get some love. We are getting some love. But along with love, that is not everlasting love. Sometimes love comes, then hatred comes. Sometimes love is less, sometimes more. How much love you want? I ask the youngsters, how much love you want? 5 kg or 10 kg? 10 kg. 10 kg or 100 kg? 100 kg. How much love you want? After which you will say, I don't want love. I want unlimited love. Yes. And unlimited love cannot come from a limited human being. Swami Vivekan says in his book on, Raj, on Bhakti Yoga, Religion of Love, there cannot be an infinite love between two finite realities changing all the time, their moods also changing all the time and both going towards death. There can be only an infinite love between the infinite Atman and infinite Paramatman. That is Bhakti Yoga. Loving the God. Taking, mant taking mantra. Doing mantra japam. Praying. Doing worship. This is all Bhakti Yoga. And fourth is Karma Yoga. Each and every one of us will have to do some work or the other. We cannot remain without work. So convert work into worship. How? By dedicating the fruits of work and also the actions to the Lord or remaining detached and trying to do unselfish service. Trying to do unselfish service. So that is how gradually with more of and more of unselfishness, with more and more of detachment, you get this convert work into worship. So that becomes also a path to obtain the reality. So these are the four methods by which we can have yoga. That is, union between individual self and the supreme self. So Swami Vivekan was, uh, so Swami Vivekan was asked this question, which is better one? Which should we take? Swami Vivekan says, well, it depends upon you. Whatever you like, you take it. If you like Bhakti Yoga, you practice Bhakti Yoga. You like karma yoga, you practice karma yoga. According to your own temperament, your own aptitude or your attitude, you take up any yoga, whatever suits you. What yoga you have taken up? Swami Vikas says, well, I practice all the four yogas simultaneously. Why? That gives maximum result.
in the field of management what do we find they say you should go for productivity if you want to survive in this competition market you must go for productivity how productivity can come how if how profitability can come by maximum utilization of all the resources if you maximum utilize all the resources then only you will get profit if there is an industry similarly we have got so many faculties why not we practice why not we utilize all the faculties that we will get our goal quicker what are the faculties we have got hands let us work for the lord with these hands that is karma yoga we have got intellect with that intellect let us think about our supreme reality about god that is gyan yoga so we have got the mind with the mind let us meditate on god that is raj yoga then we also got a heart we want to receive love and we want to give love unlimited love we want to give unlimited love we want to receive okay then you give the love to god by loving loving god you will never have to repent many times one youngster say that oh i gave my heart to that girl and then she has eloped with somebody else i said you should have earlier you should have take uh, analyze the whole thing why did you go blindly for that love anyway but by by loving god you will never have to repent you will never have to repent by loving god because other people if you give 1 kg love he or she may not give 1 kg love half kg or 900 g but here if you give love little 1 ounce god gives you unlimited love that is the equation so love the lord by loving whom you do not have to repent that is bhakti yoga that is so we are making utilization of all the faculties what are the faculties hands to work mind to meditate intellect to analyze and heart to love all the four faculties are, are utilized when we combine all the four yogas so swami vivekan started ramkrishna mission for practically putting into this to give this message to the mankind if you want to get rid of your tension if you want to get rid of all your problems if you want to have happiness and peace in everyday life and if you want to reach have a yoga union between the supreme self and the individual self and thereby thereby get unlimited love unlimited bliss unlimited knowledge immortality if you want that practice all the four yogas that is why swami vivekanand made a registered symbol swami ji when he was in new york he took his breakfast after the breakfast he took a used envelope tore the envelope so he got a plain side plain side on the other side he got a plain paper he had no plain paper so one old old envelope he tore into pieces back side he got plain and with the pencil he made a sketch a rough sketch of the emblem you know the emblem emblem is the symbol of an organization ramkrishna mot and mission was to be registered in calcutta at that time so he wanted to send an emblem based on this rough sketch an artist made a symbol and that symbol became the registered symbol of ramkrishna mission registered symbol means a legal entity any institution any other institution cannot use this symbol if they use it they will be put into jail their legal action can be taken against so this is a registered symbol what is a registered symbol all of you can you bring the something that one one uh when you big envelope or this this pamphlet pamphlet 
any pamphlet? Pamphlet, our pamphlet. That Baroda Ramakrishna Mission pamphlet is there? Yeah. No, no, pamphlet. You pamphlet this. Yeah, this is the emblem. This is the emblem. This is the emblem. You are seeing this emblem? This is the registered emblem designed by Swami Vivekan himself. Why? He said the emblem should be such that by seeing the symbol or the emblem, you get the whole objective of, Ram, of the organization. So the objective of the organization is each and every individual each and every individual should have yoga between union, union between supreme self and the individual self. That is the goal of human life. So, what is this emblem all about? What are the things you get here? There is a serpent. Yes. Then there is a lotus flower. There are waves of water. There is the sun. And there is one Hansa, that is swan. And, and below it is written, Tando Hansa Prachodayat. Now, this serpent is representing the Kundalini Shakti. In Raj Yoga, Kundalini Shakti, the power of Kundalini, moves from Muladhar up to Sahasrar. When it is Sahasrar, it reaches through Sushumna. There are three, three nerves. Ida, Pingala and Sushumna. Sushumna is in the middle. When from Muladhar and there are six chakras. After crossing all the six chakras, Muladhar, Swadhisthan and then Anahat and then Vishuddha, Agnya Chakra finally teaches the Sahasrara. So when the Kundalini power goes away, goes from Muladhar through Sahasrara, through Sushumna and reaches the Sahasrara, then the union takes place. That is Raj Yoga. Raj Yoga is awakening the Kundalini within. So this serpent, this Kundalini when it awakes, it goes like a serpent. From Muladhar to Sahasra, it goes like a serpent. That is why this serpent represents Raj Yoga, Kundalini power. Or Kundalini Yoga also they say that. So this serpent represents Kundalini Yoga or Raj Yoga. The sun represents knowledge. The lotus represents love. That is religion of love. That is bhakti yoga. Then this the sun represents knowledge. That is jnana yoga. Lotus, prema yoga. And the waves of water are the waves of karma. That is karma yoga. And hansa represents the atman, the paramatman, the supreme self. And it is written Tanno Hansa Prachodaya. This is how we can realize the Supreme Self. How? By combination of these four yogas. Raj Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Gyan Yoga and Karma Yoga. If you combine all the four yogas, then you will reach the reality quicker. Of course, any individual yoga is capable enough to reach you to that infinite. To reach you, to, to have that union between individual self and the Supreme Self. But the best way is to combine all the four yogas. 
So when we combine all the four yogas, then what happens? All our faculties are observed, are, are utilized to the maximum. So you get the result quicker. Moreover, each and every yoga, when you practice, there are certain difficulties. These difficulties are removed if you combine all the four yogas. How? When you practice bhakti yoga, what happens? That you become sentimental. Too much of sentimental. When you are flowing in emotions, you become irrational and you become too much sentimental. So, mix a little bit of jnana yoga. Then that sentimentalism will be reduced. When you practice jnana yoga, it's a shortcut, but it becomes very dry. So, so mix up little bit of bhakti yoga that becomes little more easy for you. Raj yoga, that is the royal path, but very dangerous. If somebody starts practicing 24-hour meditation, he or she may end up in a mental hospital. So, it is not possible for us to meditate for 24 hours. Then what we should do? Rest of the time, let us try to do good to humanity. Then, little bit of karma yoga joined with, with Raj Yoga will give us better result. But when we go for karma yoga, what happens? Oh, I have done so much of good to humanity. Then we become egoistic. When ego comes, union goes away. So then what happens? You mix a little bit of bhakti. No, I have not done it. Because of the Lord's grace, I have done so much of work. Whatever result has come, is because of grace of God. So when we mix bhakti yoga with karma yoga, karma yoga's poison is removed. When bhakti yoga is mixed with jnana yoga, bhakti yoga sentimentalism is removed. When jnana yoga is mixed with bhakti yoga, the dryness of the jnana yoga is removed. So when we combine all the four yogas, the benefits of all the four yogas are joined and disadvantages of all the four yogas are removed. That is why combination works better. How the monks and the devotees of Ramakrishna Martin Mission, they combine all the four yogas? Early morning we get up and we have Mangal Arati in the shrine. So all these monks, they together and there is Mangal Arati, prayer, that is Bhakti Yoga. We have devotional songs, that is Bhakti Yoga. Then all of us meditate, that is Raj Yoga. Then we have some chanting from Bhagavad Gita, that is Gyan Yoga. In the evening again we have a prayer. Just one very beautiful prayer composed by Swami Vivekananda himself and set to music also by himself. Kandana, Bhava Bandana, Jagavandana, Vanditumai. All our centers, there are 180 branch centers all over the world. Apart from that, there are 1000 centers non-affiliated, which are not directly managed by us, but they are private centers. All of these centers, every day evening, there is that prayer. So when we pray, that is Bhakti Yoga. After the prayer, all people meditate. That is Raj Yoga. And then we have some reading from the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna or any other good book. That is Gyan Yoga. And whole day, work, Karma Yoga. That is how each and every monk is supposed to do some work or the other. We have many hospitals. Ramakrishna Martin Mission, we have 14 indoor hospitals, 90 outdoor dispensaries, 60 mobile dispensaries, through which well, about 100,000 people are benefited annually. Then we have 6,000 education institutions where about 600,000 students are benefited. We have rural and tribal development project. All these service activities are done in the spirit of worship. So what happens? When we do the worship, 
the other people get benefit but the maximum benefit is derived by us because they will get only houses they will get food through anakshetra they will get medicine but the person who st who does this service will get union between individual self and the supreme self yoga he or she will get unlimited knowledge unlimited bliss unlimited happiness so this is a double benefit two double profit is a business of double profit what is this business yoga this combination of four yogas gives you double benefit that is you also are service serving humanity though other people they also get benefit and those who serve they get of course infinite knowledge and infinite bliss so both are at advantage it is a win win situation when we go to the villages the villagers say oh you have come to serve us there must be some selfish reason behind it because many people they come to serve us we know all this government machinery and all those so you must have come some with selfish purpose then i said yes we have come with a selfish purpose they were very happy at least this monk has has already told frankly that yes we have a selfish purpose then i said we have also come for selfish purpose we have not come to serve you frankly speaking it is not for serving you that i have come we have come for a selfish purpose but please remember what is the selfish purpose the purpose is like this that our guru shri ramkrishna has told swami vivekananda has so has said that when you are born as a human being the goal of human life is to realize this atman this supreme self is to have this yoga between individual self and the supreme self that is the purpose of human life that is why we have become monks because we want it quicker it can be done in two ways as a householder also it can be done as a monk also it can be done but we have become monks because we want to do it quicker and shri ramkrishna has said god is present in temples in churches in mosques everywhere the same god is present they are not two gods they are all present the same god is present but most of all the god is present in the heart of every individual so when you worship when you serve a human being you are worshiping god in human form that is the best way so by serving you by serving you we will get unlimited knowledge unlimited happiness unlimited life so we have come with a selfish purpose we want to achieve this goal of god realization quicker that is why we come to serve you because shri ram krishna said that though god is present in temples in churches and mosques but the greatest god is present in every human being if you worship a god in human being by giving him medicine by giving him food then you will reach the god quicker so we want to reach god quicker so that is why we have come with selfish purpose of serving you so that we can god we can reach god quicker that is the selfish purpose for which we have come then the village say oh this is a good selfish purpose so this is a double profit you will get only at you will get some food you will get some medicine at the most you will get some house when we have rehabilitation project earthquake rehabilitation project we gave houses but that's all that you get and we get infinite knowledge infinite existence infinite bliss so we are getting much more than what you are getting so by serving you we are blessed that is why swami vivekananda says in his book on karma yoga let the giver kneel down and let the receiver stand up because it is a giver who is more benefited than the receiver receiver gets only roti kapda makan 
only chapatis, food, medicine. But the one person who gives, he gets infinite knowledge, infinite bliss, infinite existence. So that is why this karma yoga is supreme in the in this in this age when we have a lot of people suffering. So Swami Vivekananda gave most emphasis to karma yoga in this region. He said, combine all the four yogas with more emphasis on karma yoga because that gives double benefit. The person who is served also gets benefit. The person who serves also gets benefit. A double profit business, this karma yoga. So, let us combine all the four yogas and read the goal quicker. And that is why Romarola says, Swami Vivekananda rode on all the four horses simultaneously. These four horses, karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raj yoga and gyan yoga. He rode on all the four horses Simultaneously, let us also ride all the four horses simultaneously. If you read, the, if you study the life of Swami Vivekananda, arrived from childhood, he was adept in meditation. Even in childhood, he used to play the game of meditation. And once he was so much absorbed in meditation as a small child, when a cobra came, he could not notice. And all the people, family members very much afraid. But the cobra did not do anything. And later on, the, he, that cobra went away. But Bile, that was the childhood name of Narendra, Narendra who later one became Swami Vivekananda. He was not disturbed. He was deep in meditation. He used to worship Shiva and meditate, meditate, meditate. And on 4 July 1902, at the age of 39 years, when he left his body, he was sitting in meditation and his last words were to his disciple, go and meditate till I call on you. That was his last word. And then he stayed for meditation. And on the wings of meditation, he left his body for a heavenly abode, ultimate body, heavenly abode. At the age of 39 years, on 4th July 1902, he chose 4th July 1902. He told also two days before his passing away, that when I pass away, you cremate my body here. Nobody took it seriously, but exactly after two days, on 4th July, he wanted to give up his body because he said, America got independence on 4th July. I must also get independence from my body on 4th July. He loved America very much. Most of the work that most of the lectures he delivered was in America, were in America. So he chose the independence of America date as his date of final departure. And on the wings of meditation, he left his body. So till the moment, till the last, he was adept meditation, Raj Yoga. So he was interrupted in Raj Yoga. So much work he has done. He has started Ramakrishna Mission. He started many organizations. He has inspired so many things. All the lectures that he delivered in America and other countries and in India and the letters that he wrote, all of them have been collected. And the name of the book is The Complete Works of Swami Vivekananda in nine volumes. What an amount of work he has done. Sometimes he used to give 16 lectures per week. So he was a great Karma Yogi. Great Raj Yogi. Adept in meditation, great bhakti yogi. We do not realize how much devoted he was, but sometimes we get a glimpse. He said he was so much devoted to God. He said, by the grace of Sri Ramakrishna, millions of Vivekans can be born from the dust of the feet of Lord. Millions of Vivekans can spring forth. That was his devotion to Sri Ramakrishna, to the Lord, to his Guru. So he was full of devotion also. And then, Gyan Yoga. He was always immersed in his in true nature. And his name itself was Vivekananda, one who took delight in being in discrimination, always discriminating. That same tremendous power of discrimination. And he was always one 
with his true nature with his true nature that is blissful when he was in america when he would give lecture he would be very serious but after the lecture he would laugh he would have ice cream party he loved ice cream and he loved chocolate ice cream so they were he was asked why do you, you why do you like chocolate ice cream so much you said know, because i am like chocolate so i like chocolate ice cream he used to say smilingly and then he used to say to be happy and smiling always takes to nearer to god than any other prayer in this world to be happy and smiling always takes you nearer to god than any other prayer in this world and he always used to remain very happy very smiling during the lecture he would be very serious after the lecture he would have ice cream party he would enjoy he will make fun he will cut jokes and he will laugh loudly now the american disciples were much not uh, used to this type of uh, merry making by a religious preacher so an american lady said once swami ji vivekan swami you ought to be little serious you are a religious preacher because their concept of religious preacher was that he will have long face and here is the swami ji always smiling and uh, cutting jokes and all that so he says swami you ought to be little serious you are a religious preacher swami ji immediately said yes madam i too become serious when i have got stomach ache <laughs> without stomach ache why are you becoming serious when you got stomach ache i can understand you are becoming serious without stomach ache and then he gave the reply why should i be serious we are the children of immortal bliss ye the children of immortal bliss holy and perfect beings ye divinities and sinners it is a sin to call a man so it is a stain liable on human nature come up alliance and shake up the delusion that you are sheep your soul is immortal spirit is free blessed and eternal you are not matter you are not bodies matter is a servant not ye the servant of matter that was this constant message that swami ji gave ye are the children of immortal bliss we are the children of immortal bliss why should we be morose we are the children of immortal bliss we should be always blissful we should be always blissful and then he used to give the message don't think that you are a sinner always remember your true nature you are divine you are divine you are the children of immortal bliss why should you be morose you are divine be happy cheerful always the first thing that you are becoming religious is that you are becoming cheerful and if you are not becoming cheerful it may be anything else but it cannot be religion religion the first thing religion brings is cheerfulness the first thing the religion brings real yoga brings is happiness is the true cheerfulness if you are becoming cheerful you are going towards yoga if you are not becoming cheerful it is something else so the real if you really combine all the four yogas you become cheerful that is the first sign of your advancing towards yoga so swami vivekan used to remain cheerful he used to be lying like that and then he said he gave this message remember you are divine you are divine and he had that gyan yoga always he used to identify himself with that supreme self and he used to say we are the children of immortal bliss why should we morose and he used to tell others don't tell that you are a sinner no forget about it you are divine you are divine you are divine one day an american lady says swami you are trying to hypnotize us always telling you are divine you are divine you are divine you are trying to hypnotize us swami ji immediately said madam i am not trying to hypnotize you i am trying to dehypnotize you always remembering i am a sinner i am a sinner i am a sinner you are being hypnotized i am trying to dehypnotize you you are not sinner you are divine 
You are divine, that is the first truth. You are divine, that is the second truth. You are divine, that is the third truth. You are divine, that is the last truth. There is no truth greater than this. We are all divine. Whether we like it or not, whether we want it or not, or whether we know it or not, inside each and every human being is a supreme self, full of divinity, full of bliss. If we are morals today, it is because a covering has come. Remove the covering, immediately you get that divine nature. That is real yoga. If we practice this harmony of four yogas in daily life, our life will get happiness, harmony and peace. Thank you very much.